Hey guys, welcome to the Brain and Brand Show. Here is a research conversation about the brain's emotional power that I want to revisit. With all the turmoil the world is facing, many are experiencing the downside of their emotions. But this conversation with Dr. Melanie Dean highlights how the emotions can be used as an incredibly constructive resource. You'll want to share this episode. Is that why some arguments can feel like a an atomic bomb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I love that. And boy, isn't that true that it is real. It is just as real as the energy that I described earlier, where the communication inside your body is communicating to your cells. These energy waves communicate at a quantum level outside of you. Is She is being affected by their pheromones. So we are all communicating with these molecules of emotion and they are being communicated. They've been picked up by the skin and the nose of the people that are around us. Hi, I'm Dr. Melanie Dean, author of The Hidden Power of Emotions. Check out my conversation with Timothy Maurice on The Brain and Brand Show. Yes, I have no problem admitting I am a sucker for how science can explain some of the more complex and confusing aspects of human behavior. Like how when you are so emotionally invested in an idea and then out of nowhere, poof, you are attracted. I've never been comfortable writing off that as just random. And that's why I'm delighted to welcome in today's guest, Dr. Melanie Dean, the author of The Hitting Power of Emotions, How to Activate Your Energy Field and Transform Your Life. Hi, I'm Timothy Maurice, and what a pleasure it is to take this journey with you through the brain to discover how you and your teams can brand yourself to not only accomplish your goals, but set out to design the life and society you want to live in. Today's episode will help you understand what emotions are made of and how to direct them and redirect them to change your life and the relationship you have with those around you. It's quantum physics and emotions made super simple. My goal is for you to leave this episode enlightened about the power of your emotions and the control you can have over them and ultimately why it will make you healthier and happier. And oh, there's a bonus. You'll be able to sound cool around your friends after learning about quantum physics. Meet Dr. Melanie Dean. Enjoy. Dr. Melanie Dean, welcome to the Brain and Brand Show. Hello, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me on your show today. Congratulations on such a wonderful, practical, and inspiring book. Thank you, Tim. It was a labor of love, 10 years to put together the practical, simple explanation for how our power works in the world and how we can make our power work for us to get everything in life that we want. You know, quantum physics and quantum mechanics, these are highly technical conversations. You explained that our emotions are pieces of matter on a quantum level, made up of elements like carbon, hydrogen, nitrogen, all bound together. Let's break that down in the most simplest way. Well, so most people are not aware that every time that they have an emotion, their body creates a molecule that matches that emotion. And we've probably heard of a lot of those molecules like adrenaline or oxytocin. Most of us have heard of those molecules. When you feel afraid, your body makes tons of adrenaline. Now that's a molecule and it's made out of carbon and hydrogen, nitrogen and oxygen, all of the same elements that everything in the universe is made of. 
all the same elements that our body is made of. So each time we have an emotion, the body, our bodies make a molecule to match that emotion. And molecules are made up of subatomic energy. So inside those molecules are spinning pieces of energy. You've heard of atoms that spin around the nucleus and there's electrons and all of those have waves of energy that are very powerful and they operate by the rules of quantum physics, which means that they actually communicate without having to touch each other. They don't communicate by uh, direct contact. So that's in essence what quantum physics is, is how the communication happens at long distances without any contact together. So I explain that very simply in the book. Yeah, yeah, you do. Is that why some arguments can feel like a, an atomic bomb? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I love that. And boy, isn't that true that some arguments feel like an atomic bomb? So that is being very triggered, isn't it, when arguments feel that way? Yeah, yes. you see it throughout entire political discourses, not just on a personal level. You can see people hunker down, they anchor into their emotional you know, tribal effect. It's like, it's us against the world. You see it in sport, you see it all over the place. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the link between the quantum aspect of emotions and the quantum aspect of thought. Cause you argue that emotions are more powerful than thoughts. Well, you know, we cannot unlink thoughts and emotions. They go, you know, they're intertwined very, very thickly, like a corded rope. When you have a thought, you automatically, if, if, if you're thinking about something important to you, it pulls forth emotions in one way or another. Sure. And when you have an emotion, you usually are trying to make sense of it and you're putting your thoughts around it, trying to understand it. And so they're very corded together. But when you read the research about thoughts, and, you know, we lots of us have read The Power of Positive Thinking, the, what's underneath the power of that positive thinking are there always emotions, the emotions of hope or eagerness or love, or those emotions are what is tied to the thought. So it's the emotion that has the power. And the reason why the emotions have the power is because they are actual pieces of energy matter. Like we, like we just mentioned that when you have an emotion, your body makes a molecule. Those molecules communicate both inside your body and outside your body. They share encoded information. Now, the way they do that is because every molecule has a unique wave pattern. So your emotions of hopefulness and eagerness and very calm, clear purpose, the wave pattern that those molecules of emotion have are very smooth and even. And those waves can easily sync with similar other waves. And when they sync, they communicate at a quantum communication level. They are sharing encoded information. And that is, and that information is so important to you because that is how you get your intuitive guidance on how to connect with what it is you want. So it's so important to put forth very calm, clear, evenly spaced waves of intention because then when they sync with other similar energy and connecting you with what you want, you're going to get a tug and a nudge of your intuitive guidance saying, that's it. That's it. This is your connection for what you want. 
Got now, it. if you choose to say, okay, that all sounds um, a little bit airy-fairy or just positive <laughs> wishful thinking or woo-woo, which you could say, I get that. But the opposite of that is when you're not purposeful. The opposite of that is when you respond to events in the world around you that are perhaps stressful or conversations or people, and you miss the opportunity to be calm and purposeful within yourself. And when you miss that opportunity and you just stay with reaction mode that might be fear or anger or anxiety, those waves that are produced from the molecules of those emotions, they're sharp, they're jagged, they're unevenly spaced, they cannot easily get in sync with other similar waves, and they are less powerful because of that. They can't communicate with other similar waves nearly as easily, so they're less powerful. One of my favorite debates was with, on one side, you've got these sort of towering intellects, very logical-minded people like you know, Sam Harris. And on the other side, you have like Deepak Chopra's. You have, I think you had Richard Dawkins at some point in that conversation. And the idea of all of this quantum emotions was framed and labeled as woo-woo. I, for anyone listening to this, I do want to go back to your point because if you have smooth, even emotions versus jagged emotions that are all over the place, I want to talk about how that practically applies, let's say, in the workplace, in a team dynamic where other people are trying to connect with you or you're trying to connect with them. Let's talk about the disruptive nature of this. Well, we all know people that just stay with the immediate reaction mode that they're in, which might be frustration or anger or being upset and things are not going the way that they want them to go. We've all encountered that in the workplace. We probably all have felt it ourselves at time where we want something to go a certain way and it's not happening that way. And so our fear, our anxiety, the, those emotions, they are ziggy and zaggy and they are not clearly um, powerful. So your in the moment power will be to be purposeful, to be quietly and calmly purposeful and say, what do I want in this moment? Do I want some understanding so that I can understand better my teammates that have a different view? Do I want to convey my own viewpoints calmly and clearly enough that somebody else may understand them and adopt them? So what is it that I really am wanting? And if you will just break the um, interrupt the pattern of the anxiety or the fear that you have in that moment and allow that to pull you toward what is it that I do want, then you can calmly and purposefully calm down a moment, take a couple of breaths and put forth those calm, clear, smooth, even waves of purposeful focus for what it is you do want. I want to talk about how emotions influence health and just how, you know, exactly what you're speaking about, how the contrast between smooth sort of quantum waves versus jagged emotion, how it influences us in a health. Well, the reason why that is so important in our health is that the communication inside of our body with those different kinds of emotion waves, they mean two different things to the cells in our body. And our cells want to be for our health, we want our, all of the cells in our body to be functioning at their highest. So when the 
communication throughout your body is communicating with emotions that have smooth, calm, even waves of energy. And those emotions are emotions of hopefulness, eagerness, love, caring. And the reason why those emotions are so powerful is because you can't have those emotions unless you're feeling safe, unless everything in the world is safe enough for your body and the cells in your body to function at their highest. That brings you health. Conversely, if you have anxiety and worry and fear and those waves of those emotions, they are a sharp, jagged, chaotic, uneven pattern. That communicates danger to the cells in your body. Your body automatically glows into alarm mode of needing to either flee or fight in a situation that the body perceives as dangerous. Your body doesn't know the difference if you are afraid or angry or upset or anxious about a conversation you're having with a coworker at work, or if you are running from a fire because the fire alarm went off in your building. Your body does not know the difference. It just knows danger. So if you have those danger communication waves going throughout your body, for long periods of time, which many people do because they have anxiety and the anxiety, if they keep, if they allow the anxiety to go through their body for day after day after day, uh, in time, your body will develop disease because when your body has signals of danger, it does what it's meant to do, which is it pumps blood away from the organs that do not need it to flee a dangerous situation, and it pumps it to the organs that do. So your body pumps more blood to your muscles and your heart, and it pulls it away from things like your kidneys and your liver and your stomach and your brain. And over time, if you do that repeatedly, your body doesn't have the resources that it needs to function well, and you end up getting sick. So it's so important that you're just aware of the emotions that you are nurturing within yourself. And that brings me to how do we practically direct emotions? How do we shift from these unhealthy states to more positive states? And I want to paint the picture for everyone listening. The entire world has been in a heightened stressful space, whether it's America and gun violence and COVID issues and political traumas, or you're part of the Middle East and there's no peace, or you're in part of Asia or Africa and there's political uncertainty. We all are in these sort of hyper spaces where there's just stressful stimuli everywhere. So in the middle of this, or let's say you're in a relationship and you your partner is being unpredictable and you don't understand what's happening and why things have been disrupted and you're just in proverbial chaos. What can we do to control and shift the waves? Such a very good question. I'm so glad that you asked that because everybody has that question. And I think that what allows will allow all of us to calm down is to know that we have all of the resources we need for making good decisions in our lives and connecting with what we want in our lives. So we are built with this inner guidance for how to create what we want in our lives. So those are real energy waves. Remember, we talked about those energy waves of purposeful, clear desire, what your intention is. Those real energy waves that are smooth and even and are syncing up with similar waves. They also are your 
guidance system. It's like your built-in GPS system that tells you how to get what you want. It's your intuition. It is real. It is just as real as the energy that I described earlier, where the communication inside your body is communicating to your cells. These energy waves communicate at a quantum level outside of you. And when it syncs up with what you want, it gives you nudges and ideas and inspiration and clear, calm knowing of which opportunities that you should pursue that say, yes, this is going to connect you with what you want. So when you are feeling upset, you're worried, there is a lot happening in the world outside of you that you seemingly can't control, you don't have control over, you get upset because you wonder, how do I get what's important to me? Well, you can get what is important to you by first releasing and letting go of the conflicting emotions that drain your power like putting blame and focus on others. So in your quiet time every day, release the disempowering views of what other people should and shouldn't be doing and allow that to pull forth in you what it is you want for yourself. And in this calm place of what you want for yourself, you will be setting forth your smooth, even waves of intention. And now... Pay attention to your inner wise intuitive guidance. Pay attention to that little voice inside that says, oh, think about this, pursue that. And you will with those nudges, those hunches and those ideas. And so use those tips and strategies in my book to know if you're really in touch with your intuitive guidance, but your intuitive guidance will give you the answers you need to be calm and purposeful and connect with everything that you want in your life. You know, going from being in a heightened state where the emotions overwhelm logic. Yes. I'm really interested in what happens then, because let's say you are triggered because of, or you're in, you, you're in a space because something that's happened that's triggered an emotional pattern from your past that completely engulfs you and yes. your guidance and your GPS is nowhere to be found. Yes. How do you redirect yourself in that moment? Oh, another, another excellent uh, focus for us in this conversation. We all have those where we just get triggered and we seemingly can't get past that. There's two steps to this. The first step is to catch yourself in that moment, the moment of being triggered when you have just been sent through the roof with fear and anxiety and what you want to do is just interrupt the pattern of that, interrupt the creation of more molecules of that emotion. So go outside, take a walk, switch the focus of your task. If, say, you're at work, switch to a different task. Uh, put on a little bit of music for just a few minutes, but absolutely just interrupt the creation of more molecules of that. So that's the in the moment. That's you can also... And then the second part of that is being purposeful in your daily quiet time.
I'll give you just a quick example of this. I don't know, probably many of you have family members and some of you you get along with great and others not so much. And I have a sister that she and I have had a difference of viewpoint for a long time. And I can easily get triggered. My my uh, emotions just can zing through the roof so fast when <laughs> we have a conversation. And I have to catch myself in that moment. And I have to be mindful to interrupt the flow of that. I do yeah. that by saying the main thing I want is understanding. And so I've told myself what I, can, what I can always do to interrupt the flow is ask her a question. And that brings me greater understanding. But to just interrupt the flow by asking a question. So anything you can do to interrupt the flow is what will get you past that sticky moment. And then use your daily quiet time to be more purposeful, to connect with what you really want in your life and pay attention to your intuitive guidance to get it. I love that. It's like a quick little hack. The hack is asking the question or doing something that you're comfortable with in the middle of that moment to redirect. And, and that redirecting is so, so powerful. I can think about many times when I'm engaging in a talk or I'm in a moment where there are things that are just simply out of my control. Mm -hmm. And what I do is I remember my grandmother's smile because my grandmother was calm in the middle of the worst storms. And mm. that was my hack. And I'm sure people listening got all sorts of hacks. And please share with me, drop me a hack at podcast at timothymaurice.com. I want to close this conversation, Melanie, with what do you think people underestimate? the most when it comes to emotions? Or why do you think people underestimate emotions? Is it because it's kind of airy-fairy sounding? I think there's a misconception that we're all self-contained in our bodies and that our emotions don't have any, um, any power with anybody else. So once uh... we know that our emotions not only are communicating inside of our body and affecting our health and our well-being and our happiness, but they are also communicating outside of our body and affecting others and affecting our ability to create and make happen what we want in our life. When we know that, then all of a sudden we can connect with the power that we have with our emotions. But to just think... We are self-contained and what happens within us in this shared energy field, because we are all interacting with a shared energy field, whether we know it or not, and we are not self-contained. So it's the illusion that we are just these self-contained beings and whatever is emotion is happening within us is of no matter. That's not true. It's a very big matter. It affects your health and it affects others and it affects your ability to create what you want in your life. And finally, I have to have you explain cortisol contagion. I was sharing this with my mother recently about how if someone is super stressed out around her and she's in a group, that the cortisol and the extra sort of build up in whoever it is she's near can influence her nervous system and break her down. Unpack this from a quantum level. We actually influence each other when we are near each other. What your mother is experiencing when she's with family members and her cortisol level goes up is she is being affected by their pheromones. So we are all communicating with these molecules of emotion and they are being communicated. They pick, they're being picked up by the skin and the nose of the people that are around us. So your 
power when somebody else has got some jaggedy energy and emotions that are negative emotions and you really don't want those happening in your life. Your power is in, one, you can do a little pre-planning. Your mother likely knows those people in her life that send her cortisol (laughs) levels sky high. So she can do a little pre-planning by... She can just know that she doesn't have to give away her good feeling just because somebody else has a negative feeling. She can pre-plan some um, things she might say when the negative topics come up as she anticipates that they're going to come up. She's had them before. So just do a little pre-planning about how to either divert the conversation or steer the conversation to a way, an aspect of it that she is comfortable with. And no, all of us have the power to listen, be compassionate, and be kind without having to shift our own well-being, without having to change our own emotions of contentment and happiness within ourselves. We can hang on to those emotions while we listen to somebody else who has something very different happening with them. Dr. Melanie Dean, thank you for joining us on The Brain and Brand Show. Happy to be here. Thank you so much, Timothy. Thanks so much to Dr. Melanie Dean. Make sure you get her book, The Hidden Power of Emotions, and enjoy the journey inside out. Thanks for listening, and please leave a comment and share this episode with someone you care about. Until next time.